We all know the importance of how we represent ourselves. The things we say and the things we do influence the people around us. It's all about the message we are sending, including the things that we wear. Christians can be more aware of the messages we bring to others in their clothing with Covenant Press. Covenant Press is a faith-based Christian apparel and accessory store that is fearfully and wonderfully made. If you want to wear the message of Christ and Christianity, then go to their website at covenant-press.com. That's www.covenant-press.com. For the next 24 hours, you will get 25% off the purchase of $50 or more using the discount code GROWTH at checkout. Sign up and become a member to receive points for future purchases. Again, that's covenant-press.com, www.covenant-press.com to get 25% off your purchase of $50 or more using discount code GROWTH at checkout. Tell your friends and family about covenant-press.com so we can all share the message. Welcome to Laquita's Toolbox, where we deliver relevant content in the form of tools that empower entrepreneurs to elevate personally and professionally. Good is only good until greater is envisioned. You know there's another level in you. Here we discuss the tools to get you there. Lean in as Laquita and her guests present you with strategies and insight for unlocking your full potential to realize your boldest dream. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another amazing episode of Laquita's Toolbox. I am your host, Laquita Mombley, and I have in the studio with me today an amazing guest, y'all. Y'all gonna have some fun. We gonna have some fun today. Today's topic is real important. It's some hot buzz. It's about a hot buzzword that's going around all of these social media streets and whatnot. And we gonna get to the bottom of what the real deal is. And Dr. J, she's going to bring it down all the way down so that we can understand it. But before we do that, I'd like to take the moment just to thank our sponsors at Covenant Press. They are a faith-based Christian apparel and accessory shop where we as believers can wear the message of the love of Jesus Christ. Go out to their website at www.covenant-press.com. Shop to your drop, ladies and gentlemen. And if your cart reaches $50 or more, drop in the promo code ROPE at the checkout to receive 25% or more off of your purchases when you use that promo code GROWTH. If your purchases exceed $50 or more, check out Covenant Press. They are an amazing group of individuals and they've been sponsoring uh, Laquita's Toolbox um, for quite some time and we do appreciate that support from them. But today in the studio, an amazing, amazing person, uh, Dr. Tiffany Jenkins of Awakening Change LLC. She's gonna share some amazing uh, tidbits with us today. And I, I can't wait, Dr. Tiffany. How are you, ma'am? How are you? I am good. How are you? I am great. It is because we cut up before the show. So very much so. <laughs> very much so. I love it. I mean, what we're going to be talking about today, we're talking about self-care. And self-care has been a buzzword for a couple of years now. And it doesn't seem to be going away, which is not bad. It's not bad. We need to implement self-care. But the important thing is we need to know what self-care is and what it's not. And if everybody's talking about it, why are so many people failing at proper self-care? Well, because, you know, it's like a lot of things right now on social media. Everybody talks about things that they think they know and they really don't know. It's just they have a platform now. And so because <laughs> they have a platform, somehow they consider themselves to be experts. And the other thing is that the a multidimensional view of self-care is not as widely discussed. Most of us take the self part of self-care and we think that that's it. You just take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And we don't go deeper and say, okay, well, how do I take care of myself? And what does that look like? 
Um, and like we were saying before, you know, the show started, you know, a lot of what we're calling self-care is just personal grooming and hygiene. Like it's your bare minimum. I need you to take a bubble bath or take a shower every day. I would hope like we, that, you know, we don't want to, we, we don't, we don't want you out in these streets and you know, you're a little fragrant. Um, we, we don't, we don't want that, that, you know, that's not what we're looking for. And so when we talk about mani-pedis and spa days and brunching with the besties, those things are cool, but those things are not comprehensive self-care. There are really eight dimensions of wellness that we need to be attending to in our self-care. And most people like prep out at like the physical stuff. We know we need sleep. And the thing that, that gets me is in all of this talk about self-care, nobody's even really talking about the basic stuff. Everybody's talking about these like, you know, vacations and time off and all that. We're not doing the basics well. Like typically, mm. most Americans are not getting seven to nine hours of sleep. Like we're just not. And that's the bare minimum that adults need in order to be healthy. We're not drinking half of our body weight in ounces in water. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you should be drinking at least 100 ounces of water every day. We're not doing that. Oh, you no should be eating healthy foods, not Burger King, McDonald's, In-N-Out Burger. Like, we shouldn't be doing all of that. Taco right. Bell. Like, that's not... If you want to eat that, fine. But you should have balanced fruits, vegetables, all of this stuff. Like, And that's really one of the best places to start with our physical self-care. Because if we could get that right, we would have the energy that it takes to go around the continuum and kind of get all of that other stuff together. Um, but we don't, we talk about the fun stuff. We talk about Manny Petties, we talk about brunching with the besties, we talk about these luxurious bubble baths and all of that. When really self-care doesn't have to be expensive, it doesn't have to be complicated, and it really should be something that we incorporate into every single day. You know, you're saying that in some of those basic things and it, it brought to mind for me, initial shock that my family had when we our first time living outside the country together as a family, we moved to England and the way of life there is just completely different in this little small village, uh, little small town where my husband was stationed. The way of, we went from having to live at 150 miles an hour to being slowed down to 40. And our initial shock was we were upset and angry about it. And long story short, it took us 90 days to realize that that slow pace of life was exactly That's what you need to be. we needed because mm -hmm. we had been running on empty. Let's not even talk about self-care. It wasn't a, it didn't exist. It wasn't a thing between school, work, church, after school activities for all five of the kids, you know, doing different things. And me and my husband get lunch dates. Most days together we did, you know, did we go out on Saturdays? A lot of the time we did, but we were probably walking, talking poster children for burnout. And mm -hmm. we didn't even know it. Don't, you don't know it. Because it's been so normalized over here. Yeah, it has. And the the way of life at that time, and we noticed it, uh, just living in, in England, living in Germany, traveling, they put um, quality of life before everything. They work. Don't get me wrong. They work and they work hard. Mm-hmm. But they don't work the types of hours that we work. They have mandatory, they call it holiday. And it starts mm -hmm. at a month. Mm -hmm. It starts at a month. You you working at the Burger King or the McDonald's. You get mm -hmm. a month. We have to work up to a year to get a whole week. Mm -hmm. And Burger King and McDonald's employees, they're part-time. They're not getting a week. Yep. They get unpaid leave if you take a few days off. Mm -hmm. But you're not... <clears throat> and so... It took us 90 days to say, hey, let's try out this lifestyle and give it a fair shot. Mm -hmm. And we found out that I like that. And so from 2010 to 2017, we just adopted that way of life. And coming back to the States, number one, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> number two, whole culture shop whole culture shock when we got back for our children because when we went over there our oldest was ninth grade youngest was second grade they pretty much grew up in europe and then coming back to the fast pace of life in america it took a toll on 
my health and my husband's health and mm-hmm. that trying to get adjusted back to okay how do we make time for ourselves like mm-hmm. the common thing for me to do or for him to do not even thinking about it then as self-care was my quality time with me in the morning my yep. quality time with me in the morning it's non-negotiable get up go outside my bedroom and draw a cup of coffee on my balcony and because why everybody else was doing it you're you're not going to take away their quality time from them is mm-hmm. they live longer they have better quality of life i remember when we visited spain and oh my um, god yes we went to go into some shop that we were like really excited about we looked it up we were really excited and they were like no everything's closed for what mm-hmm. siesta. what do you mean siesta? siesta? yeah no and then the shop owner's like sit talk to us for a while no, yeah. we got this whole long agenda. What you mean sit and talk for a while? Sit and talk for a while. No, we're, we, don't, we don't work. So then we're like, okay, maybe we'll go to the store down here. And they were like, no, mm-hmm. you don't understand. This is the time when everything shuts down mm-hmm. and we just we just are. We just relax yeah. for a little bit. Yes. And I was like. Have some tapas, oh. a little sangria, you know. We were like, so wait, this is like. A thing. Like, and it was, it took some adjusting. And we were yeah. there for a month. But of course, by the time we finally got used to it, we had to come back home. And it's just like, we were exchange students. So it's like, okay, what you mean I can't take a break from class and just kind of take a nap? Like, no, not a thing. Like, like I can't do that anymore. Right. We, okay, thanks. So imagine living like that for seven and a half, almost eight years, and then bringing me back. It wasn't just That's- an adjustment for us. Like you said, it was an adjustment for the normal... It's normal for the kids to take that gap year between high school Mm -hmm. and university. It's normal. So my children, my older children took that gap year. No problem. My youngest son is like, mom, I can't take a gap year. Then I can't play the sports. Then I can't do this. Then I can't do that. And it's like, ah. It's so restrictive. So restrictive. that's part of the reason why I think this whole concept of self-care has been so watered down. Mm. Because if now the the way that I talk about self care is like oh that's radical self care no baby it's basic it's basic it's, it's it's basic it is it but it seems so radical against the backdrop of this go 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 type of culture that we're in and like you said when you're in Europe it this is what is expected this, this is, is a way of this life. is baseline yes. yeah this is this is just what we do and you look like a nut trying to keep running and running and it's like you don't you know you don't have to do that you know you and let's just talk about like just the availability of like fresh fruits and fruits and vegetables yes ma'am and how that is just it's not like you have to go searching you don't have in the u.s we have whole food deserts where the only thing folks have access to is a bunch of frozen and overprocessed stuff which affects you know all of the other stuff that we're talking about with self-care I was so at Aldi's this weekend picking up produce. Gentleman was there for his first time, whatever, random conversation. And I said, you know, Aldi's in Germany, you go in and across Europe, you go to the market, whatever it's called, your fruits and vegetables still got the dirt on it. It's truly yeah. farm to table. And it does not cost your left kidney. It don't cost your left lung to get it. At all. You at ain't got to fill an appendage. You ain't got to rent one out to nobody. I can go in there with five-year-old. Come on. Five-year-old, I can go get a couple of fresh fruits and vegetables, still stop at the bakery and get me a cup of cappuccino. And if I want a roll or a bun, I can get that too. Mm -hmm. Five-year-old. And they made it that day, not two days ago. Mm-mm. Probably a a couple hours ago. Hours ago. Yes. It ain't ain't like that day, but it was like, you know, 12 hours. No, it was no. like, it's probably still warm at warm. this point. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Like, and it, is, it was so amazing, but I love that. Once we opened up and allowed it, it showed me, and like I said, we didn't call it self-care. We learned that there's a lot of things about the American way of life that's not healthy, it's not conducive mm-hmm. to family, and not at all, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you said, you go out to eat. It's expected for you to be there at least two to three hours because that's the time that the adults get to have conversation and visit with friends and whatnot. Even if I'm going into the pub, the pub for us will be the equivalent of whatever your little neighborhood 
club is, mm-hmm. you know, the spot where the old people go hang out and shoot pool, and you mm-hmm. don't have children in there. Well, there, it's a family atmosphere. Yeah, you're gonna walk through the bar part, but the little restaurant part, you have kids in there sometimes. It's expected that yep. that meal isn't 45 minutes from start to finish, and then you're out. You have that time to. You actually taste your food. Food, yeah. And you want to taste your food because yeah. it's fresh, fresh, and you want to enjoy. Yes. The herbs and not the chemical salts and all that other stuff. All that like other it's, stuff. It's a, all of that is, and it's funny because technically all of that stuff is self-care because sitting and enjoying a meal in the company of friends is your social self-care. Mm. Eating a better quality of food is your physical self-care, right? Even being in that environment is, you know, uplifting. And so you've got environmental self-care, but you've also got spiritual self-care because mm. Spiritual self-care is not just about your personal religious practice. It's about your space in the bigger universe and how you connect with the world around you. And so when you have that time and you're not like, all right, um, somebody needs to save on 45 minutes. Let's hurry up and just, you know, we're going to scarf this down and then, okay, we're going to go. You have time to actually connect with people. You can find out how each other's day was and what's working and what's not working. You can network even. And, you know, well, I heard over here, we got this going on. You might want to come over. Like, there's just this whole vibe that mm-hmm. when you leave, you genuinely leave feeling better. Yes. You're not bloated from a whole bunch of chemicals and all that other kind of stuff. The food is actually nourishing. The mm-hmm. company you're keeping is actually nourishing. The environment, the aesthetics of the place, the pub or, or the marketplace where you're going to eat is aesthetically pleasing. Like, it's... Self-care is literally woven into every piece of life there. Unfortunately, that's something that not a lot of Americans get to experience. And when I say things like, okay, but you can create that for yourself, mm-hmm. people look at me like I got six heads. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I can't. No, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Because yes, first you, you got to set a boundary. Like it starts mm-hmm. with you saying no. Yes. I'm not going to do all of this. Like you guys had to learn when you came home. You could bring that back with you, you had to figure out how it was going to work for your family. You had to say, I'm not getting up first thing in the morning and then rushing out hither and yon. Like, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to have my cup of coffee. Yeah. It's non-negotiable. There you go. But it's the boundary you've set. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, and I think it's, it made, again, did not think about it in terms of self-care until I started to hear the buzzwords. Mm-hmm. All I knew is I learned these things being gone eight years and some of the, because be clear in those eight, seven and a half, eight years, some very stressful things took place. We were raising teenagers. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> in foreign soil. Like, okay. <laughs> you know, lots of stressful things took place, but the way that we handled the stress, the way that it, it was just, completely 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 different and what and i'm gonna be i'm gonna say this we ate more frequently richer foods than what we have here i can get fat i got i gained an ungodly amount of weight after we got home and mm-hmm. i don't necessarily know if it's because of course the food quality here is poorer mm-hmm. but also the way that i the stress stress creates uh, uh, what is the hormone cortisol and grenaline? Grenaline is like I call it the the growling hormone. Grenaline is what makes you hungry, right? Mm. Cortisol increases the fat around your midsection because um, cortisol was originally meant to be like a more of a survival type of thing. It was supposed to you know kind of keep you insulated and protected from danger, and you're like in very very early developmental stages of humanity, right? Um, and so what ha- what has happened to us is that our brains are so consistently stimulated that our brain is doing what it was created to do. It is perceiving a threat, but there's really no danger. Mm-hmm. So stress is, is quite simply the perception of threat where there is no danger. When, when you are, well, traumatic stress, I'll say, because we, you can have good stress. Good stress is I got a new job. I'm excited. You know, I'm still going to have all of this like adrenaline and stuff coursing, 
but it's for a we'll say pro-social reason it's for a good reason there's a good mm -hmm. end coming to it it's not destructive and that stress goes through the normal cycle i get i get this uptick of all of these chemicals that like help me be sharper and focus and do my best because it's my first day at a new job or whatever and then when that first day is over i can come home and i can relax and then i go back down what americans are typically living with is chronic and even traumatic in some cases stress mm -hmm. um there's research that shows that um particularly for uh my black folks all people of color is, mm -hmm. the, is you know the more general but particularly for those people who are american descendants of slaves that's the way mm -hmm. that kind of separated out those folks have what's called racialized trauma Mm -hmm. So there's living in the system that is built on and functions with, you know, injustices and all that other kind of stuff. You also have the chronic stress of, like you said, the hustle and bustle of like our American life. And when you bring those together, your body gets stuck in that mm -hmm. up and it can't come down. It can't come down. So you get stuck in that more primal side of your brain that says there's danger, right? Mm -hmm. For example, if a if a bear walked into the room where you are right now, you don't need to figure out if it's a male or a female, if it's a grizzly bear, a North American black pit. You don't care. <laughs> I don't care. The goal is get out. Yeah. Right? Just right. get to safety. Well, Americans are chronically under that kind of there's a bear in the room stress, mm. right? Black Americans are under, there's a whole zoo in the room stress, right? And so when that side of our brain is activated, the logic side, the side that thinks things through and says, no, this is a feeling, this is not fact, you are actually safe, everything is okay. That side sits down because you don't need all, you don't need to think about it. If you mm -mm, think you that there's a zoo in the room, yeah. you just got to get to safety. Yeah. And so what happens is, our body starts producing all of that adrenaline, all of that cortisol, all of that adrenaline, all of those other chemicals that have a place, they're good for getting us an immediate response. But when your body stays there, now you got all this access, this excess build up and you don't have access to the logical side of your brain to say, hold up, hold up, hold up. It feels that way, but it's not quite that. Mm -hmm. Or it feels that way, but here's a better way. Let's relax so that we can get out of it. Mm -hmm. So what we really want to get into, and this is why I think self-care is important, because if you are fueling your body, if you are getting to know yourself, if you're spending time with yourself, if you know what you feel like when you're relaxed, at the beginning of that tension, at the beginning of that stress cycle, you can recognize it and begin to intervene. So you don't stay up there as long. If I'm not spending time with myself and the only thing I do is maybe once a week take a bubble bath or every two weeks go and sit in the nail salon with all of the noise and the everything and I'm not really relaxing, mm -hmm. I'm just you know doing stuff. Or maybe I might once a year or once a month go and get a massage. So for that hour, my brain is trying to shut off. I'm not really gonna know what I feel like when I'm relaxed. And so I'm not gonna be able to interrupt that response. So. I got a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of questions. So, you know, in your in your book, um, Reclaiming My Time, A Black Woman's Guide to Self-Care, you talk about the eight dimensions of self-care with, with the reader. You, but you said something right there. With the amount of in the zoo stress, the zoo in my room stress that African-American women in particular, we're going to talk about African-American women because I'm African-American woman. Me too. You know, how do we even begin to know what not being under stress looks like for us if we haven't seen that in such a long time? So I'm going to tell you one of the things that I use a lot with my clients, right? It's called progressive muscle relaxation. It's not anything all that complicated. What it is, is you start with your feet and you start to tense and relax the muscles in your feet. Then you move up to like your legs, your knees, your calves, your pelvic muscles, excuse me, your stomach, your arms, everything, even your jaw. You open your mouth as wide as you possibly can and relax it. What happens when you do that is two things. One, you start to get the feeling of 
attention versus relaxation. Because once you, you know, if you do it with your hands and you squeeze your hands real tight, when you relax, you feel the difference now between what tight feels like Mm -hmm. and what relaxed feels like. Mm -hmm. So now I know the feeling I'm looking for, even Mm -hmm. if it's a feeling that I haven't had. And when most people do this for the first time, they have never realized how high their shoulders are. Like your Mm -hmm. shoulders should not be your earrings. That's what I tell my clients. Like if your shoulders are up here all the time, something's wrong. You should be Mm -hmm. able to relax your shoulders. And just by relaxing them, would you feel that difference? It's, oh my God, I never feel like this. Mm. That's your first clue. Mm -hmm. But something else happens. Fight, flight, freeze I was talking about. Yes. It's activated in your brain with muscle tension. Your brain's first signal that you perceive a threat is tightness in your muscles. Now, for some folks, that's tightness in their jawline, and they don't realize they're kind of clenching their teeth. For some folks, like for me, I know like when the day is getting away from me and my, again, my shoulders start becoming my earrings, and I can feel like, wait, why do I feel like I'm a turtle? Hold on. Let's straighten up. Let's get these shoulders, round them up, round and back. Like, let's align my body. Like, even with our posture, most of us have horrible posture. Yeah. Even if you're sitting at your desk, like when you sit at your desk, are your knees above your ankles? Are your shoulders above your hips? Is your chin parallel with your lap? If it's not, you're probably doing one of these and Mm. slumped over somewhere. And so what you're doing in that slump is you're sending the stress signal to your brain to say there's danger here. Mm. And so you're activating without even realizing it, that fight, flight, freeze response. And so what I teach folks a lot of times is before you can like connect the dots emotionally with what's going on with you, just listen to your body mm. because your body literally holds on to whatever is going on with you emotionally. So if you can disconnect that feeling and start to just understand what relaxation feels like for your body, then you can start to be more aware of when you're in a situation what pulls you out of that state? So if you realize my shoulders are always hunched when I'm around this certain person, newsflash, we need to do some work about toxic people and figure out why that person is causing this stressful reaction for you. If you do that every time you walk into work, <laughs> we need to talk about connecting you with a career coach so that you so you can transition. Job. Right. COVID taught us some stuff about that, but we're going COVID to that again. Come COVID. on now. <laughs> I'm not going back to work. <laughs> I'm not going back to my office. You can't make me. Right. Yeah. And because look how many people were more productive, realized they didn't really hate their job. They just hated the environment that they had to do their job in. Or they didn't like the the team that they had to work with. But they didn't really hate their job. They were they were really good at their job. Mm-hmm. And some folks found out that they were so good at it that they could do it for themselves and get paid for it on their own without the middleman. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yes. There's we, a lot of beautiful fruit that came out of COVID. So much. So much. So a lot much. of beautiful fruit. I, I gave up my office. I don't really need to see you in person. I can see you on, on Zoom. We can, like it's, but it's really connected to a lot of what's called the somatic work, the feeling work that people have done, some intentionally, some not so much. It's just that recognition, there we go, I do speak English, that (laughs) when I'm in this space, I feel this way. If I don't want to feel this way, I have to remove myself from the space. And that is self-care. We don't talk about self-care in that way, but that is self-care. So I'm reclaiming my time. I'm like, I want to reclaim my time and I don't even begin to realize I'm just scratching the surface of how much of my time I need to reclaim. Like I didn't even know it was lost out there in these streets. Mm-hmm. I, again, as as an African American woman, um, I, I need to realize the fact that I need to reclaim my time first. Mm-hmm. What that looks like, understanding my body and what my body is telling me or not telling me, and then. I've done those two things, right? You know, what can I begin to do at that point to figure out how can I reclaim my time in a way that, because 
you said something at the beginning. Self-care isn't the mani-pedi, right? Self-care isn't um, the bubble bath. I mean, we need to have some of that. Mm -hmm. We need to do some of that. And perhaps maybe the time that you spent in the bubble bath, you make that a non-negotiable part of, mm -hmm. now what am I doing in the bubble bath? Mm -hmm. Am I still tense? I'm in this water mm -hmm. and I'm getting clean and the bubbles are around me. But what is my brain doing while I'm mm -hmm. there? How can I what begin a, to reclaim my time for my own wondering mind? Well, I, it's real simple. In the words of Medea, set down. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really that simple. Just set down, right? <laughs> um, you have to set a boundary first mm. with yourself. That's good. A lot of times people talk about setting boundaries with other people. Mm -hmm. You can't set a boundary with anybody else if you don't know what the boundary is that you're trying to set and where you're trying to get. Don't so say the that first, time. You cannot set a boundary with somebody else if you don't know what the boundary is and what you're trying to set. Mm. So you, the first thing you need to do is just sit still for a minute mm -hmm. and figure out what is it that peace looks like for you? Mm. Because it's not the same for everybody. I have clients whose schedules I would not want if you paid me, like cash money paper on the table. I don't want it. They get up as early as like 4 or 5 a.m. They're, you know, they get up early at the gym. Now, I, I've come to love the gym. I don't love it enough to be there at 4.30 or 5 in the morning. I just Pretty don't. Dumb. That's not my I ministry. Don't I don't either. Okay? It's a struggle mm -hmm. to get there at 8.45. So, like, no, I'm not there. But... <laughs> I have folks who that is their thing. They get up and for them, if they don't start their day at the gym, for them, it just doesn't feel like a day. They get mm -hmm. up, they might go to spin, they go swimming, they do this, they do that. They do all of their stuff in the morning and then they start their day and they take care of work and then they take care of home and then all of that. And then they go to bed and get up and do it all over again. That's not me. I'm more of a, my best hours are like between 11 and 11. Like I don't, talk to me at eight o'clock in the morning unless you're telling me the house is on fire and I need to get out like that's just <laughs> that's it right so for most people I think what gets them caught up is they're trying to do self-care the way other people do mm. you're reclaiming your time you're not reclaiming my time like the way I do my time is my way the way you do your time is your way so one size does not fit all you have to figure out what is it that you're trying to accomplish if I know that my best waking hours, well, they used to be, because now my kids stay up longer because they're teenagers, but my best time used to be between like 9 and 1130, because everybody was like in bed and the house was quiet and, you know, everything was great. I have a, a almost 18-year-old and a 16-year-old. There, there's I don't ever have quiet. Like they're playing the video games, they're talking to each other, and they love each other, but they are loud. They And they like horse playing and all that. Thank God they are on one side of the house. I'm on the other, or I might have a case, but <laughs> like, so for me, my time is, you know, like when everybody is, I'll say in their own spaces, mm -hmm. when I can sit at my desk and figure out, okay, this is what I need to do. This is what I got done today. This is what I need to do for tomorrow, you know, and map everything out. I like to map my week out starting on Sunday. So on Sunday, I set aside a larger chunk of time. I go through everything that I have for the week. I lay everything out. And then at the end of each day, I just kind of look back and see, okay, did I get all this done? Do I have to move it to the next day? And that's how I make sure I have everything in there. Everything for me is um, lifting weights three times a week. It's going to the chiropractor once a week because I sit way too much. It is eating things that I actually like, some of which are healthier than others. I'm not one of those people who, who lives on rabbit food. Hmm, no. Um, <laughs> you know, I love a good steak. So I'm probably eating steak at least once or twice a week. Um, I make sure that I spend time with my husband separately. I spend time with myself on my own every day. I spend time with my kids, you know, a little bit when they come in. Um, I... I'm on social media sometimes scrolling. I give my, I build my kind of aimless scrolling and angry birds candy crushing time into my schedule. 
because that was that's what makes me happy. I'm a therapist. I listen to people's problems all day. So I need that space where I'm not doing anything that requires my brain to work. I'm mm-hmm. not doing any research. I'm not doing anything. Those are the things that make me happy. Do I? Yeah, I still go get my hair done. Yeah, I still go get my nails done. But that is not my self-care plan. Self-care. Before I go to bed, I make sure that at least 15 minutes are spent just in quiet prayer and meditation. Usually practicing gratitude for everything that has happened, good, bad, or indifferent. Okay, Lord, you know, the Lord knows I'm his problem child. He he knows this. And so at the end of the day, we go through all of my problem child tendencies. You know, I, I did really good. I didn't cuss today. And I think that's, I think I, I earned a gold star there. Or, you know, I wanted to, but, you know, I was okay. Like, and so I spend that time. That is my daily routine, right? Um, And I make sure that every day, I don't care how much I give to my clients, how much I give to my family, Mm -hmm. how much I give to my friends, that there is something that I do just for me. And in the morning, that just for me is a hot cup of coffee uninterrupted before I even turn the screen on and talk to anybody. Yes. Like, and so that's my every day. Some days I want to go out to the coffee shop and actually drink my coffee in the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just want to go for a ride. So I grab my coffee to go and I go for a ride for a little bit. So it's not really this like set structured thing. And I tell folks, don't look for balance, look for harmony. Come on now. Like, because there's some days that, you know, the work stuff is going to be kind of heavy. You might have a big project that you're working on. I might have seven or eight clients this one day because I want to take off an extra day this week. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But find the find that rhythm and that harmony that works for you. Some days it's going to be smooth jazz. Other days it's going to be hard rock. Like, just find it. Figure just out where it. you flow yes. and make sure that whatever the day has, that you have carved out the space for you. Yes. However that works for you. Yes. Make sure you have your time. 20 minutes every day works wonders. Like even if like this weekend at a conference I had to present it, I gave the example of um, cooking. If you find a recipe, you go online and you find a recipe. I love Vietnamese pho. So pho takes a long time to cook because, you know, you got to boil down the bones and the herbs and the, you know, all of that stuff. Have not tried it yet for that reason. But we're going to use that as an example. (laughs) If you go and you research the recipe on how to make pho, you've actually attended to your intellectual wellness. You're learning something different, right? When you spend the time cooking, all of the aromatics in what you're cooking are going to put you in a certain mood. So not only did you change your environment with that Mm -hmm. smell and those textures of food, but you also have helped your emotional health get a little bit of boost because that's what you're breathing in. Sorry, right. question. Remind me that I have a question when you finish this. Okay. You're attending to your physical health because you're eating something that's wholesome, that's not processed, that's 100% fresh, right? So we already got what? Physical, intellectual, environmental. Your occupational is you're doing a hobby. And occupational health is about that work-life balance. So you found mm-hmm. a hobby, right? You're going to feed your family and you're going to sit over a nice home-cooked meal. That's your social. You're going to save money because you actually prepared the meal at home instead of going out and buying it. So you just attended to your financial wellness. You say your grace. That's your spiritual wellness. You just hit, hit all of your dimensions with one thing. With one thing. So it's not complicated. It's about us. And it's also not selfish. Mm. It's about doing things that help feed your soul. And that doesn't always happen in isolation. It happens a lot of times in community. But are, is your cup getting full or are you just taking care of everybody else? So you had a question. What was your question? I do. I do. So you were talking about the aromatics from preparing the meal. And so um, one of in my marriage coaching, one of the big issues there is you know, they don't ever have time for each other. And sometimes, you know, me and my husband enjoy cooking together. Mm-hmm. I like, I enjoy his food. And if I know if I could get him to cook with me, that's really him cooking the meal. But mm-hmm. we're not going to tell him all my secrets. No, we're going to keep that. We're going to tell him all my secrets. 
But depending on, because, okay, certain foods are supposed to be aphrodisiacs. So my question is, if we actually spending time, so like I, I had a, um, a client to ask me, how could she increase her libido? And I was like, well, some of the things you can do. But she wanted a quick pill. Oh. Like, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not, I can't, I'm not your doctor. You got to go get a doctor for that, for a pill. But, but you don't need a pill. You don't, exactly. She didn't need a pill. They had a whole busy life that they literally just didn't have time for each other. And there's one day a week that they had time for each other. And because that was the only day that they had time for each other, she felt it was mechanical. So mm -hmm. I don't want it. Well, not in that time. So if you could cook dinner together with him, depending on what it is that you're cooking, which one of these spices, herbs, food, whatever it is, is supposed to have that type of impact on you? Maybe, just maybe. That might open the door. Oh, and and here's the other thing. The, your largest, well, maybe your second largest, because your largest, I was going to say largest sexual organ you have, is your brain technically it's your skin but that's a whole other conversation if because stimulation starts in your mind mind yes and if you are doing good self-care your cup is always full mm -hmm. you're gonna be ready to go whenever because you're not you don't have to sort through okay wait this the, this the, i didn't do the laundry <clears throat> i gotta take the dry cleaning wait did i put um onions on the grocery list Kids got to be picked up. At you don't have all of that because you've made enough time to keep your cup full mm -hmm. so that, and I tell people, stop saying you can't pour from an empty cup. Yes, we know that's true. You can't pour from an empty cup, but you shouldn't be pouring from the cup anyway. You should be pouring from the saucer. Live so full that you've always got overflow. I love that. And then you've yeah. got enough to give to everybody else. Yes. And then you're not sacrificing it's either me or you now you can live from a both me and you perspective. Mm. And that's such, that's a such fuller, such mm -hmm. a fuller and more purposeful existence. So like, yeah, I've, I've had couples that tell me, well, we ain't got no time because we ain't. Baby, you got time. What you ain't, what you don't have is a clear mind. That's mm -hmm. what you don't have. Because when you look at the laundry list of excuses that people have for why they can't cultivate intimacy, and I'm I'm not I'm talking non-sexual intimacy because that's where it yeah. has to start. Because yes, if, if like, you don't have that, you ain't it, just forget about it. The other stuff ain't gonna happen. It really starts with both of you uh -huh. taking care of yourselves yes. and being whole, happy, healed people, so that when you come together, it's easier. I'm not waiting through your mess. You're not waiting through my mess. We've already kind of got what we need, and we're just bringing our collective mess together, so to speak, <laughs> and and making something beautiful out of it. Um, right. But you can. There are foods you can eat. Um, aromatherapy is really good because there are certain, um, like um, lang lang, is uh, an essential oil that's really good. That's supposed to like get you all warm and fuzzy inside. Um, there are a couple other ones. Peppermint oil. Um, has been known to do that in some cases. Like, just put on a diffuser, couple mm -hmm. drops, throw it in the bedroom, watch the sparks fly. Like, whatever you right? need to do. If, even if the sparks don't fly, you put a peppermint oil in there, your nose will be wide open if you have any, any sinus issues. I'm um, Just be clear. Put it in the diffuser, people. Don't put it in your water. You're going to regret it. Please don't. I mean, you could, but we, you know, that's that's taking things to a whole nother level. That's a little extra. Another level. But no. We, we're talking beginner level. Beginner yeah, level, just yeah. put a little in the diffuser. Put it in the diffuser. Um, orange oil is another one that some people really like because it's a brightening, like stress relieving type of oil. Um, orange, yeah, orange or lemon, like any of the citruses. They help brighten your mood, so they help get rid of stress. Um, going to sleep sometimes is a big thing. If you haven't had enough sleep, yeah. your body is not going to want to do all that extracurricular stuff. It just wants to shut down. It wants so to get tired. Some, yeah, lavender oil, chamomile oil, 
Um, and you can even mix the chamomile with the or the lavender with peppermint, and that's a really good like nights out type of thing. Um, so there are a lot of different ways to do it. You just gotta be creative. But the but the main thing is that I hear you saying as humans in general, but we're speaking, you know, because we're reclaiming our time. Mm-hmm. We are reclaiming our time as African American women. We've got to make ourselves our first priority. Yep. And it's not selfish. And when I make me my first priority and it's non-negotiable, it keeps me mentally, emotionally, physically, psychologically, all of those things in a good space so that I can be in do in those other areas of my life. Mm -hmm. But in order to put me first, I need to know what I like. What works, what doesn't work. Um, I need to know me. Mm -hmm. You did mention something about chiropractic care, like self-care. My, I, now, I do love pedicures because I just, there's something about a woman with her heels out and they crust me, that bothers me. So I can never be sheep. And that's not a self-care moment for me either because no that's generally though unless i'm at a spa if i went to go take a spa day i'm doing like a full five hour spa day and it's something different yeah i might think of it differently but me fitting that in in my day to go hurry up and get my pedicure so i can get on with the rest of my day i'm usually in that little vibrating chair with my headphones in either on calls sending texts mm -hmm. sending emails i'm not relaxed because mm -hmm. it's not a relaxing environment it's not in most nail salons it's not a relaxing environment, but the thing that I have implemented more are massages. And there is some amazing masseuse that have come to your house, to your mm -hmm. house, to their table. Mm -hmm. And that is good for, like I said, your body locks in all of the stress that you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. So if you're somebody who is doing all the things and it feels like you're not getting anywhere, connect with the masseuse that you can have an ongoing relationship with. Mm -hmm. Not this, it's my birthday, it's yeah. our anniversary, mm -hmm. let's go drop in. Because then that 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 takes the self-care out of it. That's yeah. like a, ooh, it's like an amusement park. Mm -hmm. But if you can connect with, like I have, a wonderful masseuse who I've been seeing for oh probably about five or six years now. Mm -hmm. Um, every month, mm -hmm. sometimes twice a month, mm -hmm. because I sit all day. It's not good for me physically, yes. Yes. and my body starts. You know, I'm on the other side of forty now. Some things I could do before I, you know, Girl, the things I, I used I'm, to do I can't do no more. Know, Fifty right there. It's, it's right yeah, there. I, so that's I, why I, I'm right there. I yeah. gotta, I gotta get stuff right, right. <laughs> and what I love about Val is because we have a consistent relationship. Val knows one where all my tension is stored. Mm -hmm. She can tell by looking at me when I walk in her door mm -hmm. what kind of week I've had. Mm -hmm. She can tell me what's tight where, mm -hmm. and she does not does not rest until it's fixed. Until it's fixed, yeah, yeah. And so between seeing her, seeing the chiropractor, chiropractor. for the adjustments, yeah. um, even acupuncture, yeah. is they are wonderful additions that help you, help you to release the stress and the tension that's locked in your body. Because remember, the muscle tightness is the first signal to your brain that something is wrong. Yeah. So yes, you can start with massages. Yes, you can start with you know, Cairo and all of that. But don't just think it's going to be a one and done. You still have to do your consistent work every day. Every day. To make it work. To yeah. make it work. Making ourselves our first priority as, as African-American women, as moms, as wives. I mean, sisters, if you're single with no children, you still have to make you your first priority. Absolutely. So that you can be the best version of yourself at all times. In every aspect, because you said it's eight components. Eight. It's eight components. You know, are we showing up and taking care of ourselves in eight areas of our life? Or are we just concerned about making sure that 
I was on the live earlier um, with the, uh, we were talking about health and wellness and what it means versus what it doesn't mean. And the uh, nurse practitioner who was doing a show with me, she was like, you know, the misconception is people think that just because you're fit or your, or your body type is ideal that you are practicing good health and wellness. And she was like, you know, let me let you know, those are some of the most unhealthy people in the world where they, they are mm -hmm. good on the weight chart, the heightened weight chart, you know? And she was like, you know, clinically they call them skinny fats. I'm like, what is that? They diabetic, they this, they that. It's like, because they don't really understand what health and wellness really is. And they're not taking care of every aspect of who they are. So they're still suffering. Whereas, you know, like I, I bust the chart wide open. I'm obese according to the chart, but I'm not diabetic. I'm not pre-diabetic. I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have any of these things. But it's because I intentionally take care of myself so Absolutely. that I don't have to struggle with those issues. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I like steak too. So I don't eat. I'm not a vegan. I'm not a vegan. I'm not plant-based. I'm not doing those things. But there's a lot of other factors that are so... And some of that plant-based stuff is made out of a whole bunch of chemicals and processed stuff anyway. And so it's not really as great as it could be, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> Listen, reclaiming I'm my focused. time. I'm gonna stay focused. Yeah, reclaiming our time. A black woman's guide to self-care. Yeah. Eight dimensions of self-care. And you want to get this book, people. You want to get this book. Look, the link to purchase the book in the show notes. Uh, what you can expect from the book is that as the reader to cultivate a consistent and individualized self-care practice, what self-care is, what self-care isn't. Learning that putting yourself first is necessary. It's not selfish. It is your reasonable service unto you. Mm-hmm. So that you can be and do all of the things that you need to be and do from a healthy space, mm -hmm. from a very healthy space. And, you know, those of us that are mothers, whether you're single moms or married moms, when I'm not practicing good self-care, my family lets me know that. Oh, they because will tell I'm me. I'm an irritable individual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm an irritable individual. And the boundaries that you set. My family knows that I, because my office has been in my house for a number of years, I can't have my coffee or hot tea in my house. I have to go out of my house. Mm -hmm. you know, I've had a few people say, well, liquidity, that's a waste of money. How you, how you a business coach wasting money? It's not a waste of money for me. It's a part of my budget because mm -hmm. I have to have that non-negotiable time with me in a space that I enjoy being in because mm -hmm. when I walk into my office in my home, I'm at work. Mm -hmm. When I leave my office and my home, I'm still you at work. I'm at work. Now I'm mm -hmm. in mom mode, grandmother mode. I'm in whatever mode I need to be. I'm in wifey mode. Husband come through the door. He had a bad day. You know, I could have had a bad day too, but yeah, I mean, let's face it. Women, they talk, we get asked about our day. Probably not first. Mm-hmm. And because mm -hmm. you work from home, people don't always cl click or connect that you're working, mm -hmm. even though you're working. Mm -hmm. So if I don't take care of me at the beginning of the day, when am I going to take care of me? I have to. It's, it's so non-negotiable. And mm -hmm. sometimes, most of the time, I don't eat breakfast. A large majority of the time at my little favorite little mom and pop spot, it's a true hole in the wall. <laughs> They, but they have Wi-Fi, girl. They have Wi-Fi. That 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 works. That works. I could go in there and drink all my coffee. If I bring tea, I just show the. I, I, they know me my name. If I come through the door, shake my tea box because I'm bringing my tea with me. Mm -hmm. They bring the honey and the hot water to my table. Mm -hmm. It's all you're gonna eat today, or you just gonna work today, or, or zone out of what you're working on. You know, from like mm -hmm. when I was writing my book. You know, they were really supportive and encouraging where you at in the book or whatever. And they just leave me and be even the customers, the other regular customers. They know it's an amazing environment that I love to be in. And I go and it's non-negotiable Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. 
that's a really big part of my self-care practice. And when I don't do it, you if feel something it. happens and I can't, You feel it. And that's what I tell people. Self-care is taking care of you so you can take care of business. That's all it is. Because if you all messed up and scatterbrained and whatever, you're going to put the, the cat food in the dog bowl and the dog food on the table. It's like, who wants that? Who wants that? No. Take care of yourself. Be in the right space. Do the things that you need to do for you. And like you said, some people might see that as like, oh, my God, how are you going to do that? No, you don't have to understand it. This is what I need for me. Mm -hmm. You do what you need for you. Yeah, I'm going to do what I need for me. And we'll all live happily ever after. Happily ever after. And, you know, you know, many of you that follow me know my children are adult children. I started this practice with my children, ninth grade to second grade. Mm -hmm. And telling them no is annoying. They shall live and not die, says the Lord. I don't have to do everything I'm in competition with. No one. Nobody. Learned mm -hmm. that. My self-care came before their school projects, their school plays, their school activities. Now, I'm not saying I didn't show up. And at that time, I worked outside of the home. I actually was a federal government employee at that time. I still had to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And in order for me to do the things that I did do and show up in the areas I did show up, I had to take care of me first. I had to make me Absolutely. a priority. And telling them no blessed my whole life. And theirs too. They just didn't realize it then. <laughs> because here's the other thing that I don't think we talk enough about. And that is what you're doing, you're teaching your children is acceptable. Mm, whether you intend to or not or not yeah. so if you end up being particularly black women with young black ladies at, that they're raising you're showing your daughter that riding the struggle bus 24 7 365 is the way to go hmm. no and you don't like it you're miserable in it and yet this is what you're telling your child is okay no. And then that child is going to grow up and do the same thing and teach their child. So, you know, especially in the church, we, we big on talking about generational curses. What about the curse of you not taking care of yourself Come on, and how sis. that brings disease, yes. how that brings stress, yes. how it can bring premature death. So Come now on, your children have to now bury you and deal with your loss and all of that. How is, how is that God's will for your life, sis? It's not. Listen. So you coming back for part two because we're gonna talk about that from the ashes. You gonna see you open that up. My bad. I was, That's supposed, okay. to, I was supposed to say part two. Say. I'm just saying we part two. We claiming my time. The African American woman's guide to self care. Part two. Part two. We claiming our time because yes, that part. Reclaiming our time as women of God. What mm -hmm. is ministry? What it's not? What are we mm -hmm. showing future generations on how to show up the right way mm -hmm. in the house of God? Mm -hmm. Means I might not always need to be there. Exactly. Even Jesus told his disciples, please out. I'll catch you on the other side. Come on now. And if he was our greatest example, why are we overworking ourselves, ourselves. And, and killing ourselves and not practicing Sabbath in the way that, that Jesus taught us to? Come on now. I'm going to shut up, though, because that's a whole nother conversation. Part two, reclaiming my time. An African-American <laughs> woman's guide to self-care. Because mm -hmm. our spiritual life is a big part of our life and a lot of things that we think are good for our spiritual life and our maturity and our growth in Christ and all of these things, we're killing ourselves. Like we were, I was asked um, a couple of days ago, matter of fact, it was Sunday night. It was Sunday night. I'm a speaker at this conference called the Balanced Woman Health Summit. And we were doing mm. an interview on a, all of the speakers were doing an interview Sunday night on a show. And I was asked because my topic is, am I, truly a balanced woman and what that looks like mm. from the perspective of 
women in ministry and marriage within the church. Mother over there with her feet swollen up like elephant ankles, but you still trying to serve. Mother, please go sit down and put your feet up. All the way up. All Get the way some up. Epsom salt while you're at it. And just yeah, sit there. like, no, mm -hmm. that's not serving as unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm here from can't see to can't see. I'm opening the door. I'm closing the door of the church. But my husband is not saved. He don't love the Lord. And watching you, he didn't want to. And don't like the people at the church either. You still trying to cast the devil out. You the devil. Well. Because you're not where you're supposed to be. You know, even, you know, just a, a little bit, even from my husband's perspective, like brothers, you, you, you know, you earning the money, you earning the money, you spending the time at work. Your ministry should not cost you your marriage. Mm -mm. That's not how God mm -mm. designed it. Mm -mm. It should not cost you your relationship with your children. It should not be broken mm -mm. because you're serving and you're ministering, reclaiming my, I love the name of your book, reclaiming my time. That's from Auntie Maxine. Yes, honey. Reclaiming Auntie Maxine gave us that one. Yes. But yeah, the African-American woman's guide to self-care and it covers just every eight components. Mm-hmm. And that spiritual component for those of us that are Christians and African-Americans, we mess up right there a lot. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, you know, fuck us for part two. Okay. We're going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk about it because you got eight dimensions. Listen, people, there are eight. get the book so y'all can follow along with us as we talk <laughs> about this, right? Get the book. Get the book, get the book, get the book. You you need the book, those eight dimensions uh, of what self-care truly, truly, truly is. Mm -hmm. You know, Dr. J has been amazing having you. And I appreciate your patience because you probably should have reclaimed your time about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> we have been over the time. So I do appreciate your patience. It is all good. It is all good. Listen, My before you just text me too. <laughs> before we go, Tell everyone how they can reach you. The In the show notes will be the link for the purchase of the book. But how can they reach you? Uh, what's your social media website and all of that? So um, the easiest way to get me is on um, social media uh, platforms. So on Facebook, it is Awakening Change LLC. On Instagram, it's just Awakening Change. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Dr. Tiffany M. Jenkins. Uh, and then there's the website. Website um, is my baby. It just got redesigned. Um, www.awakeningchange.org. Um, and on there, you'll be able to get uh, the book. Um, there are some self-study courses that I have. Um, you can sign up for those. There's a space to sign up for the newsletter once a month. I send out a blast um, with usually some uh, self-care <laughs> related uh, topic for the month. Um, so yeah, those are, those are the main ways to reach me. Um, and the social media really is me. So if you inbox me, you're really talking to me. You're not talking to like a bot or somebody assigned to like social media team or anything like that. It's coming directly to me. So yeah, looking forward to connecting with folks. Awesome. All of the links to our social media are also in the show notes as well. Dr. Tiffany Jenkins, thank you so much uh, for being an amazing guest on Laquita's Toolbox. You have dropped some great, great, very practical gems on self-care. And I know, you know, we had fun today. And the, the name of your book is Reclaiming Our Time in Africa, and, um, A Black Woman's Guide to Self-Care. But these are guides to self-care for anyone. Men, they really women, are. it does not matter what your ethnicity is. Self-care is important. Self-care is important for everyone. So. Mm -hmm. uh, pick up the book, enjoy mm -hmm. the book, apply the principles to your life and see how things shift and change in a good way. In a good way. In a great way. Yeah. Well, until Thank next you time. so, so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This is, oh. this is fun. This is <laughs> no problem. You are welcome. Thank you for being a great guest. Until next time. This is Laquita's mom, Laquita Monley. I cannot talk. This is Laquita Monley. This has been another amazing episode of Laquita's Toolbox Live. If you have enjoyed today's episode, please hit the like, share, and subscribe button. Hit the download button on your favorite podcast listening platform. I want to hear from you. Um, leave us a review. Let me know your thoughts. If you like uh, what you heard, 
I need, I want your feedback. If you're saying, Laquita, I've listened to a few of your episodes and you're not hitting on anything. I want to know that too. Tell me what you think I need to do to improve and actually provide you tools that will help you grow as entrepreneurs, as well as tools that you can use for your own personal growth and development. Until next time, you guys be blessed. Peace.